0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI Podcast episode, I talk with Mark S. Lewis about the ticket to impactful cultural change. Mark S. Lewis, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited to chat with you today. We're going to be focusing on all things leadership and organizational change related and creating the type of culture that will help our organizations and our teams to thrive. As we get started today, I just wanted to share Mark's bio with everybody. Mark S. Lewis received his BS degree in finance from Boston College and an MBA in marketing from Tulane. He worked for IBM for 13 years before forming Communique in 1994. As president of Communique, it quickly became the South's fastest growing ISP, building a client base of over 10,000 users. After Communique was purchased in 1997, Mark merged multiple businesses to form a new internet company called Orange Twine, which was chosen by the chamber as the rising tide small business of the year in technology. In late 2002, Mark became president of Louisiana Technical Council to assist the state in technology development. In 2005, he was selected by the governor's office as technology leader of the year for Louisiana. He helped Louisiana rise from 49th to 32nd out of 50 states in technology employment. And he continues to appear live for 12 plus years on WWL TV's monthly program called Digital Gumbo that helps promote local technology initiatives and campaigns in the region. And really, I could go on and on and on. Mark. Um, You've accomplished so many wonderful things. Anything else about yourself, your background, your bio that you'd like listeners to know?
1: You know, what I'm really excited about is over the last 10 years, I've actually uh, moderate CEO roundtables and I get together with 15 to 18 CEOs on a monthly basis throughout the year to help them initiate uh, directives, to help accelerate their growth, to help them learn from other CEOs and to network peer to peer. But a lot of CEOs can learn from other CEOs by being part of the roundtable, but then I can provide really some really important growth strategies for helping them.
0: Yeah, that, that's excellent. Uh, those types of executive roundtables can be very, very beneficial to everyone involved. And it's a great way for continual uh, development as we progress in our own careers. That's uh, fantastic. So uh, uh, something else that uh, you've accomplished is, is your recent book published in late 2018, Give a Damn, The Ticket to Cultural Change. And that really is the drive, the driver behind the main topic for today. Um, We're going to talk about the ticket to impactful cultural change within organizations. Uh, Maybe you can give us a little bit of a background to the book, uh, how that came about, why you focused on that topic. And then we can start to unpack the ideas around impactful cultural change.
1: Sure. You know, um, if you told me 10 years, John, if I was going to write a book, I would have said, you're absolutely crazy. I'm not a writer. I didn't like English in school. But something I saw in society and in business caused me concern, and I started dictating all these things that were happening where people were becoming very selfish, very self-centered. They weren't helping other people. And so I decided, well, we got to change this because we're going down this uh I think this path that could be self-destructed and there's a lot of factors that cause this technology being one, wealth, um, government. There's a lot of nine factors I put together together to write the book. And it's led me to use this book as a transformation of how businesses can take their current company and transform it to a very successful company using the philosophy of give a damn.
0: Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about that philosophy. Like, what, what, uh, what? Clearly, you saw some conser- things that were concerning in, in broader society. Um, why did you frame it that way? And then, what are some of those elements that you really focused in on?
1: Well, uh, uh, it's all about people and what can we do to help people. And so, within the give a damn mentality, I found that successful leaders have to have certain human qualities in order to be very successful and to be able to hire the right people that could fit into their organization, that can transform what they're doing and make it kind of like a family family type of uh, atmosphere. So I developed a special interview technique, and it's really been very very successful because I'm not so much concerned about what people know. I'm more concerned about what they think and what they can do to help grow and the, and the, and their mindset within the within the organization and how they contribute. So I ask certain questions. I say, if I'm going to have you, John, I said, look, I'm just going to say one or two words. I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, favorite color, favorite movie best president ever, um, best sports, uh, favorite uh, sports figure. And I have 90 of these that go from prep, professional, personal to sports hobbies. And what I'm trying to find is the pattern of how this person thinks based on those one or two word samples. And that pattern allows me to choose the right person to fit the, that can fit into the organization. And there's a lot of other factors that go into it as well. Like making sure you take care of your employees. Cause I always say, Hey, I'd rather, if I can take care of my employees, then I know they'll take care of the customers. And that's a transformational leadership directive that i give to most of my, uh, to actually all the CEOs that contribute into the roundtable.
0: Yeah. So those, those cultural elements I think are key. And I I really like how you frame some of those out. Um, Now, whatever, the desired culture is within an organization. Um, You know, we have to be able to articulate that. We need to be clear-eyed about what we want and why, and then articulate that and explain the why to our people. But what else do we need to do in terms of driving meaningful, sustainable, and impactful organizational change around the culture that we want for the success of our organization?
1: You know, John, I think the most important thing is making people... Feel like they have value and a purpose within the organization, and that value and purpose that so they're contributing to the value and the purpose is transformed by you as a leader developing those quality and the traits to show that you're transparent, that you have empathy, that you want them to succeed. You're giving them the tools to succeed. And when they do succeed, you award them for that success. And that starts at the very beginning of an organization through their mission statement, through their vision statement, and especially the core values. When you implement core values, and everybody, everybody buys off on those core values, and you stick to those core values as it, you develop your mission and, and your vision, and everybody goes down that same path, That that is what I believe is success and how you uh, become a very successful organization. But there's a lot of other things like making sure you set goals for them. And if you achieve the goals, you share in the success. It all leads to trying to do and serve other people because if, in part, is part of my book. If you serve other people, then that in fact serves you. So by taking care of other people, you benefit from that, but people get it in reverse. They always say, what's in it for me. That's their thinking. I'm trying to get away from that mentality.
0: Yeah. And I, and I like a servant leader kind of an approach <laughs> to how we lead organizations. If we want a healthy dynamic innovative organization. We need to empower those around us. We need to trust in them. They need to trust in us. And that's really hard to do with an authoritarian style or a, you know, command control uh, micromanaging kind of an approach that just pretty much shuts down innovation and creativity. Um, And so the servant leader approach, um, and and we could quibble on the ins and outs of what that means exactly, but generally speaking, I think Really what it means is that I have a developmental approach to my people that I want to support them. I want to help develop them and that I don't see myself above them. Rather, I see my, my job is to get the best out of them and to support right. them to accomplish that uh, and be willing to roll up my sleeves and, and work alongside them when necessary, but also lean on their expertise uh, and empower them to, to leverage the expertise that they have that I may not have as, as the leader of the overall group.
1: Yeah, I think you make a good point, John, because you need to know what you don't know. And some leaders don't think that they know everything. And that's I think that's an issue. But what you want to do is hire people that are smarter than you and let them do their job. They're experts. You know, you have an expert expertise in some level, but. You know, I, I'm not a good uh, financial guy, right? So I want to hire a great financial person, let them do their job. Let somebody do their job when it comes to creating a lean organization. These people want that type of uh, capacity and leadership to be able to do it. And if you let them do their job, everybody wins. And you should never, you know, like, first of all, an authoritarian leader. It's not hard to do, it's impossible. You can't succeed that way because eventually people get fed up and they just leave. And so give them the people, the tools, the resources that they um, need to get the job well done. Give them goals when they exceed those goals, give them rewards and you just keep going down and that's how business grows.
0: and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Yeah, and and you've talked a little bit to some of the kind of organizational integration, the institutionalization of core values, um, that ultimately are going to drive the type of culture that we want. And it, it's a really important point because we can't just, you know, sit in a room and say, what do we want our mission, vision, values to be, mm-hmm. write them down, put them on the website, put them up on a banner on the wall. Like that alone won't really do anything. Right. Uh, it, it's nice to be able to go through the exercise of being able to articulate that, but ultimately you have to integrate those into every aspect of the organization. You have to build it into the the recruitment process, the hiring, the onboarding, uh, the ongoing training, the performance management, the mentoring, the coaching, uh, the career development, all of those things have to have those core values integrated in, and the people in the organization have to see those core values um, really being lived as leaders are making decisions that impact real people. Um, and so I could say transparency is one of my core values of my organization, but if I'm conf- constantly obfuscating and hiding and, and, um, and ignoring and trying to avoid you know, openness around sticky issues, then it doesn't matter that I say transparency is a core value because clearly it's not. Clearly it's not actually driving decision-making and the actions and behaviors of the organization or the people within the organization, the leader. Um, So we have to be consistent in how we live those values that we say are important. And, and only then, as we integrate it throughout the organization, we live it, will it actually start to shape and change the type into the type of culture that we really want for our people so that we can be successful. And that's, that's ultimately where a lot of change management um, fails um, right. And it's where a lot of culture shift fails as we're trying to have those types of healthy atmospheres.
1: You know, you make a good point because you have to live what you preach and what you preach. If you live that, then that gains trust and respect by, you know, from the leader and to your employees. So you need to by by gaining that trust and respect, then people are going to want to do things To make the the company successful. And, you know, and I always say that your company is usually as strong as your weakest link. If you have uh, a a weak company culture, it affects everything down the line. So you want to make sure you're strong in all those areas and the trust and the respect that you get as a leader. Those are the people that want to follow you. And what they want to follow you, they want to do the kind of things that can help not only them succeed and help them grow as an individual, but also help the company. Because, you know, I always say, look, my goal here, at hiring you as an employee, is to continue your development if you can develop and get, and get greater expertise. And eventually, if you find something that might be better, you know, I lose employees because I train them, especially when I ran the Louisiana Technology Council, which was a nonprofit group. I brought them in with the expectation that they were going to leave because I gave them responsibilities. I gave them development. And as a nonprofit, it was hard for me to take the next step level, but I knew that they could get to the next level. And I was very proud of all the people that I've hired have gone on to greater and better things because I helped them improve their lives and get the, gave them a better life, so to speak.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's honestly the mark of a great leader is one that lifts everyone around them to become you know, to, to really achieve their potential and to become better than they, they were previously. Uh, Some, some people have a model of leadership where they basically try to use up the, the resource that they have on their team and, you know, get as much out of them as they possibly can squeeze every last ounce of productivity out of them. And then. When they're done, they're done and they leave or they, uh, you, you kind of wash your hands of them and let them go their, their separate ways. That's not an uncommon kind of an approach and philosophy and how organizations manage their people, um, but it's certainly not healthy. And and ultimately, uh, it, it's going to create a lot of other problems for the organization if that's your approach. But if we can take a developmental approach and and have the mentality that, yeah, I'm going to have people... Come into my team. I'm going to train them. I'm going to mentor them. I'm going to coach them. Eventually, they're going to surpass, you know, what their current role is. And if that hap- if they can move up within the organization, great. If not, I'm going to wish them well and hope that they can have great, successful opportunities in other places. That has to be our mentality. Otherwise, we're going to have a stagnant organization and one where people don't feel safe to explore, to to uh, investigate to experiment and ultimately innovate and drive greater value to the market.
1: You know, you talk about what you're talking about is a self-serving attitude. Uh, And leaders who have self-serving attitudes are going to eventually fail. They may get past, but it always comes back. It'll always come back and hurt them in some type of way because your A players will probably leave. They're going to go to a different company. But having this Servant attitude, like we talked, like you talked about early, is really what makes people successful. And what people need to understand is the more you do for others, don't ever expect it'll come back, but it's going to come back in droves. But the more you do for others, the more you're gonna get in return. And that's what people need to understand. Don't do it because you want something that's in it for you. Do it because you're helping somebody, you're helping them grow, you're helping them get to the next level. And you know, when you do that, there's a sense of satisfaction. And when you have satisfaction and a positive attitude, guess what happens? You actually live longer because there's less stress on the body. The havoc on the body is stress. And when you go through a lot of stressful situations, health problems occur, right? And we don't want that. But if I can help somebody, I feel good. That's an internal mechanism within my body that's helping me overall in my health and my mental attitude. And that's part of what success is all about. And living, everybody wants to live as long as possible, right? This is a great way to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, excellent. So are there any other key concepts from your book or from just your experience or working with these executive uh, roundtables that you think is important to to hone in on that we, you would like to discuss as we kind of wrap things up today.
1: You know, I I think one of the most important things that people can do that, um, and most executives and when I do this exercise with them is on setting goals they're very poor on setting goals. You know, goals have to be smart, right? They have to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. When most of these executives that I go through—that's an exercise they have to do—they say, "Well, I, I want to go on a vacation in—I uh, want to go on a vacation." That's their goal. Well, that's not a goal. That's more like a wish. You need to be specific. I want to take a vacation. I'm going to go to Australia by no later than the end of 2022 or whatever that may be. So you need to set a personal goals and business goals and then work to strive to achieve them. I also say you need to achieve what we call set a BHAG or a big, hairy, audacious goal. That BHAG you set 10 years out and then you come back and you work towards those BHAGs by setting longer term goals and then shorter term goals. Most CEOs do a terrible job at setting goals. They're more or less setting wishes. They don't have, they're not specific. They don't know what a time. They don't have a plan to get there. I would encourage everybody to set goals very specifically and make sure that you can go towards achieving those and set the plans to be able to do it both personally and professionally.
0: Yeah, goal setting is is so important and it really impacts every aspect of our lives, uh, you know, family, home, life, community life, certainly organizational life. Um, and, you know, it's it's tricky because some of the most meaningful things are really hard to measure. And a lot of the things that re- are really easy to measure are not particularly meaningful. Um, right. And so we have to be thoughtful about, you know, as we set SMART goals, what are the metrics that we're going to hone in on? Right. How do we know that we've accomplished it? Some things are harder to hone in on than others. And that doesn't mean that we should ignore it or not strive for it. It just means we have to be more thoughtful about um, articulating what we're trying to accomplish and why, right?
1: I agree with you 100%. And goals can change over time because certain factors and economic conditions or family issues, something happens that you might need to change that goal. But, you know, goals allow you to set plans to be able to meet where you want to get to, like, you might want to say, I'm going to increase my revenue uh, by 20% over the next year. Now, that's a specific goal, you can measure it. But you're right. I mean, and then you get the people around you to be able to help achieve those goals, reward them. And I mean, everything just kind of follows from a goal, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mark, it has just been a real pleasure talking with you. I note the time and we're about out of time, but before we close for today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you and find out more about your work, your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoy helping CEOs, uh, with helping them accelerate their growth. And my book, which is Give a Damn, the Ticket to Cultural Change is is something that I'm very passionate about because it can be transformational both in personally and from a business standpoint. You know, they can reach me. uh, I have a website. It's called, uh, in fact, a new website. It's called com. Um, And there's four areas you can click on. You can see where I've done my book. I've got an audible version of the book. I've got a CEO facilitator playbook that I just put out for leadership coaches. If they want to implement the same kind of successes and get a lot of money for doing it, they have the ability to do that. So they can go to Mark Lewis. LLC.com and click on those four areas that I'm really honed in on um, going forward. And and I even starting a new business, uh, a new startup, John, that that's part of um, And Here I am, 64 years old, and I'm starting a new startup. Like, what are you doing? You're crazy. Well, I'm not crazy because this is something that can be very, Influential and very memorial. Uh, it helps create memories for people. And the bottom line is, you know, when you go to a, a wedding or and everybody's taking videos, we're creating a platform where you can upload those videos and we'll cut and splice each of those videos, the best of all those videos, and produce a single video for you. Automatically automatically so it's best for weddings birthday parties and i'm very encouraged by what uh, the response we're getting out of it so i'm into everything
0: (laughs) yeah that's wonderful well mark it has been a pleasure i really appreciate your time and the insights you've shared i encourage listeners to reach out and get connected find out more about what mark can do for you and as always i hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day and i hope you all have a great week We look forward to having you join us. Make this Christmas memorable with Goat Guns. Get the coolest miniature gun models for your collection. From historical classics to modern weapons, we have something for every firearm and hobby enthusiast. Surprise your loved ones with the gift of Goat Guns, the perfect blend
1: of quality and detail. Shop now and spread the joy at GoatGuns.com.